Hi, this is Ananda, President of the Hare Krishna Community near Washington, D.C. What follows is a Sunday talk recorded at our temple. Every Sunday we invite the public for meditation, a talk, and a vegetarian lunch. We'd love for you to join us. More information is available at iskonofdc.org. That's I-S-K-C-O-N of D-C dot org. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the talk. For of a, an oasis. We really felt that when the flood was here. And we're feeling it today with the rain, but it's a beautiful idea of our thirst for spiritual life can be, can be quenched, can be satisfied when we come to a temple. And we want to make sure we're thirsty for spiritual life. And we want to make sure that we create an environment that can satisfy that thirst. Because temple buildings themselves, or even a new and more beautiful temple building, it doesn't automatically give us spiritual advancement. What goes on in the temple, what inspires, influences our life outside of the temple, that's what we have to look at. That's, that's what we're trying to create here together. Because it's our own spiritual journey, no doubt. Every single one of us has to have the interest, the desire, the personal inspiration to love Krishna, to grow, to understand who we are ultimately, spiritually. Nobody's going to do that for you, but we can't do it alone. We have to do it together. And that's where community comes in. How can we help each other? How can the temple help you? And how can we help the temple so that we're all, um, we're all building this thing together? So Prabhupada has given us a formula on how to advance in the spiritual practice of bhakti, yoga, Krishna consciousness. And he says, and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, that the chanting of Krishna's holy name is the basic principle of spiritual advancement. And in Prabhupada's line, it's the chanting of at least 16 rounds every day, or some set number of rounds. Some people do 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the evening. That's about two rounds. Rounds like the rounds of a doctor that a doctor makes or a mailman makes. These are the rounds we do on our beads, 108 so, this we do every day. We should be doing every day. We try to do every day. We make a commitment to a because this is a very personal, individual exchange with Krishna. This chanting of japa, this mantra meditation. But it has to be, it, it'll become very dry very quickly and difficult to do. Our beads will feel so heavy sometimes. And our lives get so busy, and it's very difficult to do if we don't support it with three important things. Now, just a quick quote from Prabhupada in the Madhya Lila. One may have other duties to perform under the direction of the spiritual master, but he must first abide by the spiritual master's order to chant a certain number of rounds. So for those of you who, who are already committed to 16 rounds or more, and for those who are not, even to do one round a day, two rounds a day, make that commitment. This is the absolute heart of your spiritual growth. 
But it is supported by three things. And these, this is what I think the temple can give us or should give us. Um, service, sangha, and study. Because otherwise our rounds can become very mechanical and we're not present for them. And, and, and we're, not, we're not alive. We're not feeling, feeling it, right? So let's take a look at this word sangha. Sangha is when we come together. We're in sangha right now. We're, we're hearing together. We're listening together. We're in sangha when we're in kirtan. We are doing things together. And this year and the coming years, I also want to, uh, I would like us to learn how to have conversations together. Because Sangha, and Prabhupada taught this in this word, Istagosti, he liked his devotees to come together and talk about the philosophy from all angles of vision. And this is especially important when we have the knowledge, but how are we actually living it? How are we applying it? How are we sharing our journey with others? Um, this happens in small groups at home. This happens at our bhakti lounge on a Sunday morning. This sangha could happen with a mentor that you ask them questions that you share, you exchange. It's very important that we make an intentional effort to be in sangha because there's collective wisdom. When we share with people how we're doing in our spiritual life or what realization we had or what, what challenges we're having and <clears throat> we hear from others, we're not so alone. And we begin to be very real and very human with the process. So that's Sangha. And there's a nice quote from the, from the Bhagavad Gita. The thoughts of my pure devotees dwell in me. Their lives are fully devoted to my service and they derive great satisfaction and bliss from always enlightening one another and conversing about me. So look for opportunities for Sangha. Um, I just listened to an interesting podcast and the person was describing, devotee uh, was describing how he had been to a conference re recently and there was no small talk allowed. They had to ask more interesting, more deepening, more, more, you know, like lean in and listen type of questions. They couldn't just talk about the weather or where you're from and what do you do. So we have to be very, um, we have to look for opportunities to really get to know each other in Sangha as a community. Uh, we try, we're trying to do that next year with high schoolers. We're going to have a program from them for them for one to two. We try to do that in Krishna clubs where the kids don't just uh, all sit together and listen, but we get them talking to each other. Um, we're going to start doing Kirtan Sundays where we do Sangha together in Kirtan. Kirtan is the yagya of the age. We want to do that more together. We want to come together and sing together to glorify Krishna. And once a month in 2020, we're going to do on a Saturday morning, uh, a, a mini japa retreat where we will chant for two hours from 5.15 to 7.15 on our beads. We will do our rounds together. We'll experience the power of two hours of the Holy Name because a lot of us in our lives, we do four rounds here, right? Another four rounds there. We might not all have the experience of doing it for two hours together. So this is what we want to offer as a way of building Sangha and growing spiritually together. Study. How many of you um, listen to lectures and 
uh, podcasts when you work, when you drive, when you cook. How many are you listening at home? Yeah, that's really great. Uh, that's that's a that's study. That's a type of study. That's hearing hearing everything. We have the Sunday class here. We have uh, programs in people's houses. We have lots of opportunities. Next year, the first quarter, the theme is going to be the uh, relationships. And we want to circle around the Chaitanya Charitamrita. How many of you have read the Chaitanya Charitamrita? Yes. So we want you to go back into the books, studying Prabhupada. Prabhupada wrote these books. And one thing I did in preparation for this class is um, I looked up some reviews. You know, when I lived in Vrindavan, sometimes because by some incredible fortune I lived there for such a long time, I sometimes would kind of forget it was Vrindavan, or I would take it for granted that it was Vrindavan. And so when people would come and they go, oh, I'm in Vrindavan, and I go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm in Vrindavan too. You know, I needed somebody else to remind me. So when I read these reviews, I was so taken about what these scholars, PhDs, were saying about Prabhupada's books that really helped me understand that we are sitting on such a powerful treasure of spiritual inspiration that we sometimes take it for granted. So just listen to this one. Okay. Words fail me to describe the height of scholarship and devotion manifest in the volumes mentioned above. Our future generations and the posterity will def definitively find a better world to live in through the efforts of Srila Prabhupada as he stands for the feelings of international brotherhood and spiritual integration of all mankind, which is the backbone of Vedic Sanatan Dharma. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita by Krishnadas Kaviraj is one of the most outstanding contributions to human intellect and spiritual realization. Do you realize these are the books? These are our books. This text is edited and translated by one of the greatest exponents and followers of Chaitanya's school of thought and way of life. His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. These are all professors from top universities here in Europe and across in India. Phenomenal. This is one of my favorites. I have to just, say, I have to just tell you this one. I consider it a rare privilege to say something about this beautiful addition to the spiritually inspiring and inspiriting treasure of humankind. The life of Krishna, besides whom, to Thoreau's judgment, even Shakespeare seems sometimes so youthfully green, and whose exalted and exalting message deserves to be read, according to Emerson, on one's knees, is treated here with marvelous felicity and facility. He goes on to say that Prabhupada brings us, Prabhupada is like the Columbus of the soul, discovering and sharing with us our inner life, our inner self. So keeping a balance of sangha, being intentional about studying every day, these are the things that will keep you doing the most important part of devotional service, which is chanting Krishna's holy name. But the third thing, the third thing that's really, really important, let me find myself here, 
is service. Now, we're talking service, service, because everything we do in Krishna consciousness is devotional service. When we read, when we chant, when we, when we do our japa. But we're talking about service in Krishna's house. Somebody could say, well, Krishna's everywhere. So wherever you serve him, that's serving Krishna. And that's true. He is, ser- he is everywhere, but he's especially in his temple. And to, be, and to do some service, like service service, more than just the service of showing up, which is beautiful, but like all, so many devotees do so much service here, cooking and cleaning and deity service and, and serving out and taking care of the cows or doing the gardens. But to do some service for Krishna in Krishna's house is one of the most powerful things you can do for yourself. And so we also want to encourage you to do that regularly. You could try to consider giving two hours a month, and that way dig deep in a particular area. Say for the next year, 2020, um, I'm going to dig deep in the kitchen, and I'm going to do two hours a month. If you do two times 12, that will mean you'll have done 24 hours, which will mean you've given a day, your day with Krishna. Our lives are busy. You live far away, but... I want to encourage you to really, really see how important service is to you um, and, and to encourage you to work with us and participate in that. We've been blessed with a really good volunteer coordinator with Amy, so she's happy to, to set everybody up. So coming in on Sunday and serving, but sometimes coming in when there's nobody here and doing service. It's such a great way to develop your personal relationship with Krishna because that's ultimately where we're going. We're going to develop our personal relationship with Krishna. That's where we need to be. And all these things along the way help us do that. And one more thing. We want to do all of this around a culture of care. We want our community to be a community that cares for the earth, for the cows, for each other, for our children, um, and we need to also be very conscious about doing that. Um, this year, we're going to be trying to improve our, um, our care of Mother Earth. She gives us everything, everything. What do we not get from Mother Earth? And we want to really be careful what we throw on her, what we do with all of the things we don't need anymore. We're going to, I've mentioned this before, we're going to um, ban single-use plastic, which actually I just found out is a proposal from our international GBC body, in any case, that they want all temples throughout the world to stop using single-use plastic, like plastic tablecloths and plastic bottles. You must have read this already. Humans buy about one million plastic bottles per minute. Did you all hear that? Per minute, one million plastic bottles. Only about 23% of plastic bottles are recycled within the USA. 23%. And that's just bottles. I mean, plastic's everywhere, right? Even our clothing is plastic. So we might think, and sometimes I think, what can one little temple do? It's absolutely overwhelming, the level of consumption, the level of plastic we're gathering. But 
one little temple can make a phenomenal change. And if enough one little temples and little peoples in the one little temple start to do it, then we can stand for doing something good. At least we can stand and we can say, we walk our talk when it comes to Mother Earth. We're also exploring composting because we do a lot with food and it would be really nice to be able to recycle that better. Um, we also, with, we have two cows, Gita and Vani, but we're, we have been encouraged, and this is another GBC proposal, that by 2022, all temples, the GBC is the, the governing body commission of ISKCON that sets the standards and, and, and encourages us to be better. So they want by 2022 that all temples have a plan to offer a himsa milk only to the deities. A himsa milk from cows that are not sent to slaughter. So we do a lot of things, mainly the sweets and the drinking, uh, drinking milk for Krishna with ahimsa milk from Gitanagari. Uh, but we don't do um, yogurt or ghee or any of that. So they'd like us to get there by 2022. And I think that's some, I think we need to start going there more. Um, Gitanagari is our partner. Um, I think we should, as a community, partner with them more. They're offering CSA this year. Um, Prabhupada really, really, really valued uh, the temples and the farm communities working together. Community-supported agriculture. Yes, thank you for that. You all knew what CSA was, right? <laughs> uh, so they're trying to get 50 sign-ups by the end of January. And the more, again, we can work with each other, we need our vegetables, they can provide our vegetables. Um, just read a statistic between the years, uh, the year of 1990 and 2014, um, it went from zero pesticides or close to zero pesticides that there, is, there was 48 different toxic things on our foods from farms. So really, um, it's important that we support healthy lifestyle within and in connection to our farm. Uh, with each other, we need to care for each other. We're, we're, I'm working with a few devotees to try to develop an ecosystem where we can support each other when we're ill or perhaps somebody needs some, you know, a pot of soup if there's a crisis. We live all over the D.C. metro area, but somehow or other we're working with a system that we can try to, if somebody in Potomac needs something I'm already cooking, I can just run around the corner and give it. I might not be able to go to the other side of D.C., but somebody's over there. So some kind of way that we can feel at those moments in our life when we need, when we feel we've given so much to Krishna and now we're in trouble, that we'll be able to support each other. Uh, we're also going to do a lot of training this year on welfare, making sure our kids are safe, um, that we're safe for any kind of abuse. Uh, ISKCON has standards on domestic abuse. They have standards on spiritual abuse. That's... Uh, uh, priests or clergy abusing their position. And also, of course, we have a child protection office that requires us to do a lot of preventative me measures to make sure everybody's safe. So, when we do all of that, when we care for each other, when we make time for sangha, seva, and study, when we make our daily personal connection with Krishna through japa, we should feel ourselves growing spiritually because that's actually more important than anything else that we have to do. 
where are we going? We're all going to our relationship with Krishna. And what are we willing to commit ourselves to? What does loving Krishna require of us? I'll leave you with those questions and take any other questions or comments to add to this reflection on where we're going. If you don't have any questions, I'll ask you some questions. So your choice. Yes. Very great question. Who do we contact? You contact Amy. She's usually here on a Sunday, but she's down with a bad back today. Um, you can also email us at info at iskonofdc.org. She takes that question, or she takes that emails. You can also talk to me, and I'll connect you with her. Amy coordinates all the volunteer services, and she's really good at that. So please take advantage of, of our effort to get organized so that we can serve you better and that you get a chance to directly serve Krishna in Krishna's house. Yeah. Thank you. Um for this very informative session. I appreciated um, it very much. And so um, my question is, uh, it may be a little bit of a personal question, but um, can you tell us a little bit more about your personal relationship with Madan Mohan? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my first deities in ISKCON were Radha Giridhari in San Diego. And um, I, here I dress Gornitai, and I have had lots of um, exchanges with the deity. Uh, I have a beautiful quote to read to you from Prabhupada before we, we at the parting quote about talking to the deity. But um, I, I, I feel, uh, well, the, my first deities, um, they were big in my life, and then Radha Shamasundar and Vrindavan, they were very, very personal, and, and now Radha Madan Mohan, and after learning more and more about Radha Madan Mohan, I think what, for him, um, for them, I find them just very kind, that they're always smiling and looking beautiful, even when I think everything's falling apart, or not as good as it should be for them, and we're just, you know, barely keeping it together, and our human nature is, sh you know, we're not pure devotees, those of us who live at the temple. We're humans like all of, all of us. We're all humans. And you're probably much further along the path than me. But I find Madan Mohan, and, and especially um, in the quieter times during the week when this, it, it's just here, they're, they're, they're just very kind, very kind and patient, so waiting for us to, 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 um, to serve them in better or more... Uh, in a more um, feeling ways. Yeah. You had said that this, that's another story of how Madan Mohan came from, I think, uh, from New York to D.C., Yeah. right? Can you share that story with us, please, if there's time? Have you, who has heard that story before? Oh, okay. So you've not heard it. Wow. All right. So... Um, there was a, the temple was in Q Street, correct? And um, 
the devotee, his name was Brishakapi, no, Rupanugar, Damodar, Damodar, right. So he had purchased deities from India, and they were called Radha Damodar. And Prabhupada told them, don't install them until you have enough priests to worship them nicely. So they put them in a closet. Somebody recently told me how they remember seeing, you know, when they came to the temple, they remember seeing them in that closet. So um, in the meantime, they were in the closet, and there was this very famous bus party in America called the Radha Damodar Bus Party. I don't know, was it called that after Damodar? Or after, yeah, after they got Damodar. So anyway, the roadshow, it was called the roadshow. So they stopped by here, and they said, listen, can we just borrow your deities? We would love to take them with us. We'll bring them back, we promise. And so the devotee said, okay, we're not ready to install them yet, but take them traveling and bring them back. So a few years passed, and I don't know the exact dates, but they were, uh, they were, Madame Mohan came in 73. So it was time they were ready, DC was ready to install Radha Damodar. And, uh, um, the bus party did not want to give them back. So it went before Srila Prabhupada in New York. And um, it seemed at that point that uh, Madame Mohan was in the room with Prabhupada. So the devotees went to Prabhupada, and the devotee here, Damodar, had an invoice that showed the purchase of the Radha Damodar deity. And he said, Prabhupada, they belong to DC, they are ours. This is the invoice. And then the Radha Damodar bus party said, Vishnu Janswami said, you cannot purchase Krishna with ordinary money. Right, right? So they were like both right. Um, so Prabhupada uh, turned to Damodar and said, you take this Krishna, Madan Mohan, and I will have my wonderful disciple, Jamuna Devi, very famous uh, disciple of Srila Prabhupada, she will organize a Radharani for you. She was living in Vrindavan at the time. So Prabhupada let Vishnu John keep Radha Damodar, who are now in Gitanagari, which is another reason that we need to keep our relationship strong. Really, isn't it? I mean, the more we can connect... So that original Radha, that Radha Damodar is beautiful. It's in Gitanagri. That was the one that was in the closet here. And then Madame Mohan was in a closet in New York. We have closet, closet Krishnas, <laughs> right? How nice. And then, um, so then he came. So then they were installed in 73 in Q Street. Beautiful Radharani. Now, I may be mistaken, but there's not many Radharanis in America that have... That, that are in this pose. Most of them are like Sita, with the, her hand raised in blessing. Do you, does anybody know any other deity in all of North America with, a, with like this? See? She's dancing. So um, another, that was, that, that's another beautiful blessing. So um, there's a, a lovely article in the BTG, and the hope is that this temple room, or maybe the hall, becomes... Uh, a memorial um, to Srila Prabhupada once we start building the new building and we have to take this house on the hill down. We have to demolish it, but that was actually where Prabhupada had his darshan room. So the idea is to recreate that either here, although we're a little worried about flooding here. So, shh, 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 shh. 
um, or the hall, um, and then have this story, really tell the story of the journey of these deities. So they were installed in 1973, and the Washington Post did a beautiful article about the installation of uh, Radha Madame Mohan, um, and really beautifully written and described it so nicely. So uh, in 1976, then they moved here. 1974, Gorni Tai came, and then I think it was 1982 or something. Sita Ram? 81 or 82? They were also in a closet. <laughs> Sita and Ram were also in a closet. Okay, a good place to chant your rounds if you really want quiet and undisturbed, find a closet. And that will also help you connect with, with the Lord, right? Like sometimes you really need to just go into a cave to meditate deeply. So, yeah, what I'm trying to say is that we have something beautiful here. And um, let's value it. Let's, let's make it work together. And at the same time, let us all individually grow spiritually so that when we all grow, you know, everything comes up, right? So we do it together and we do it, we do it alone, simultaneously one and different. Yes, behind Palakapu and then Palakapu. Hare Krishna Mataji. Uh, thanks for explaining about the CSA program. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Oh, great. Yes, yeah, CSA is Community Supported Agriculture. So you pay ahead of the time um, to Geetanagari, and then for six months, from May, I think, through uh, October or until October, they will deliver every Sunday fresh farm-grown organic vegetables. The only fertilizer they use is cow dung. Well, they might use a couple of other nice ones as well. Uh, they found out in their um, certification process that most fertilizers have blood in it because they have to put blood everywhere to get rid of it. So they dry it up and they put it in all kinds of things. So they will deliver vegetables every Sunday here. Your amount. So you buy like 15 pounds or 20 pounds. I think if the sign up is like 25 or 30 dollars a week, but you pay it all ahead of time so they have the money to invest. And what they're doing this year is they're working with Amish farmers uh, to do a shared CSA so that we'll have a good variety of vegetables and fruits to choose from. So highly recommended. Um, I'll be doing it as well. They also, we also go out and uh, get milk from them once a week for the deities and for some of you. They have a beautiful farm out there. It's recommended you spend a weekend there. They have gorgeous guest houses. In fact, they're offering a free overnight stay at one of their well-to-do guest houses for every sign-up for CSA. So you get veggies and you get to stay there one night. Palakafu. This is just a comment, but um, Radha Damodar, actually, Vishnu John used to have to tie up the deities with ropes on the bus so they wouldn't fall over when they were moving. Oh, so, so he nice. was also tied up like the original Damodar. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, I think, when you hear these stories, you see how Krishna is actually taking us. You know, Krishna has his plan, right? Damodar on a bus needs to be tied you know, Madal Mohan comes here. We have, we have, we're going to be building on a hill. We're really, um, you know, uh, part, of, part of Krishna's story. 
And that's a really good place to be. Yeah. So my hope for the new year is that um, we continue to come together and serve each other and support each other. Um, our, we at the temple are here to serve all of you, to support all your programs. I mentioned things particularly at the temple, but that doesn't negate all the Harinams, all the home programs, all the outreach programs that are happening in this area. We're, again, uh, we're, that's supposed to be a natural outpouring of our enthusiasm to share the beautiful thing that we have um, and to encourage others to get to know Krishna, uh, no matter what their path, but to be able to give people an experience when they come here of authentic spiritual growth. It's not about ritual. It's not about showing up. It's not just about being dutiful. We have to awaken our heart. We have to, we have to really feel Krishna is real and the spiritual world is real and that we need to actually step out of this cycle of birth and death and, 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 and go back home. So onwards to 2020. 2020 vision is very clear, vision. So may we all be blessed with this clear vision of our desires to succeed in bhakti and to offer Krishna things with love. Because with, 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 really that's what he just wants. Just wants our love, right? Do you have a last quote? Yes, I do. Go ahead. Oh, one last comment. One last Actually, comment. Actually, we did get permission directly from Shoa Prabhupada to install Sitaram, Lakshman, and Hanuman. Ooh. And when Shoa Prabhupada came, that altar was... There was no deities on the altar because obviously they weren't installed until after it disappeared. But there was a picture of Lord Ramachandra and Hanuman going to Sri Lanka. It was an original Iskand painting. We used to have it in the temple. I don't know if we still have it. But that was on that altar when Shri Prabhupada came. How nice. And he would bow down and pay his obeisances. Right. You know, and he, he, he liked the fact that Lord Ramachandra for the city. Um, London has Lord Ramachandra. And Mumbai has Sitaram as well, the big cities. Need the king. And Delhi also? Okay. Okay, here's something to take home with you. So, um, when Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu entered the temple of Jagannath, immediately he fainted. Oh, here is my Lord, here is my Lord. When you develop that culture, when you develop that love for Krishna, then you will see immediately and you will faint. May you all faint in 2020 when you come in here. Oh, here is my Lord. Somebody, Prabhupada said, somebody was talking like that to me. He said, your deity is just like, he's just trying to talk with me. Prabhupada said, yes, he is here to talk with you, but he is waiting whether you're interested to talk with him. That's all. Krishna says, to those who are constantly devoted and worship me with love, I give the understanding by which they come to me. He talks, but with whom? One who is 24 hours engaged with love and faith in the service of the Lord. To whom Krishna is ready to talk with you. He has come. He has descended in his Archamurti, his deity form, to talk with you, to be visible by you. Now you make yourself ready and fit to talk with him. Then he will exchange conversation 
This is possible. So next year, at the last Sunday open house of 2020, we want to hear all your conversations with Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Ki. Go, Premanandi.